0: James chapter number one, while you're turning there, let me mention something to you. Remember we were talking about praise on Sunday and I think maybe service or so before that talking about praising God. Hallelujah. Anybody been praising anymore? more? Making your mouth do your duty. God's plan for your mouth. remember God's plan. got a plan for your mouth. That's fill it with his praises. And so praise Him for what He is, and praise him for who he is, and praise him for his wonderful works. You can read many, many things in the Bible to praise Him for. Praise him for his faithfulness. Praise the Lord. How many of you know uh, uh, Sarah uh, received a child because she judged him faithful? Praise him for his faithfulness. It doesn't even look like sometimes he's faithful, but say, Father, my looker's just not looking right. I mean, I know you're faithful. (laughs) Amen. And so, um, but also praise him for um, what he has done for you and what he made you in Christ. And uh, I want to get into something along that line tonight because um, not necessarily the praise part. I mean, I'm just kind of introducing it that way, but uh, especially just the uh, in Christ realities. um, Because really, you might say, well, this is so simple. I know all about this. Well, um, let's look around in our lives and see if we really do. There's things that sometimes we see that are not the way they're supposed to be. And the problem is not on God's side. Amen. I'm not just talking about you. I'm just saying that there's things that, uh, we still need to get the right image of ourselves and, uh, we need to be praising him for the word because the word is true. If it says we're blessed, then we're blessed. If it says we're redeemed from sickness, we're redeemed from sickness. Amen. So those things have to be in our mouths and, and, uh, in our confession, but they also need to be in our praise. And, um, the Holy Spirit really uh, wants to, th- this, this, especially the New Testament, the Bible, but especially the New Testament, is um, God's image of you. Yeah. This is how God sees you. Amen. Uh, somebody said, I don't know who I am. Well, God sees you. The way he sees you is the real image, the real, the real you. And so God wants you to get his image of you in your spirit yes. to where it's, it's, it's written or, let's put it this way, uh, 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 you know, uh, branded, so to speak, on your inner consciousness. Yes. Yes. That, it, that it forms your opinion of yourself. Yes. Yes. It creates a picture of yourself in the light of the word of God on the inside of you. It's not enough for God to have the image of you. God wants that image of us to be on the inside of us yes. to where it rules us. And, you know, I, I've, I've learned that the reason sometimes people make certain decisions that they make is because of the way they see themselves. They don't see themselves like God sees them. Amen. They make certain decisions because this is who I am. Well, not really. That's, that's who you see yourself to be. But that's, that, that decision was not because that's the way God sees you. And we'll get into that. I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I want to get into some of this tonight. Um, I said to go to James one. Hold your finger there, but go to Colossians first of all, and then we'll go. We'll go to two places in Colossians, and then we'll go to uh, James. But are you going to stick with me here tonight? The Holy Spirit wants to change. Take take the paintbrush. Of t- t- dip the paintbrush. Uh, uh, his paintbrush in the word of God and, and paint an image on the inside of you of you. Amen. Yes, first of all, he wants to paint an image of God so that we get the right image of God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. and actually the Holy Spirit will paint the image the, the proper accurate image of the devil. Amen and that is him under your feet. But he also wants to paint that, get that paintbrush and dip it in the word of God and start painting a picture of you. Amen. The new you in Christ. Yeah. Amen. Not the one the world sees. On, Not the one your relative sees. On, God bless them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the one, the one that, uh, the one that, uh, the one that God sees. That's how the Holy Spirit wants to create that image on the inside of you. And so... Um, there'll be things that the Holy Spirit will help you catch. If you listen to the Holy Spirit on the inside, he'll help you catch things that you're accepting or, or thinking about yourself or thinking about who you are, what you have, what you can do, that you're accepting that is not reality. Well, that's good. That's good. Amen. Vain imaginations, the Bible talks about them over there. And Jonah, you know, they'd observe lying vanities, uh, you know, forsake their own mercies, lying vanities or other vain imaginations. Yeah, yeah. The Bible talks about vain imaginations. There, what is an imagination? Let's, let's think about something before we get to these verses. Uh, second, I'm just going to, you don't have to turn there if you want to just write them down or whatever. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses four and five. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God. Remember, to the pulling down of strongholds, number one. Uh, casting down of what? Imaginations. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought yes. to the obedience of Christ. Yes. So thoughts, imaginations, and strongholds, these are all things between our ears. This yes. is not something up yes. in the heavens. But these things have to be dealt with. Yes. Right. And so it all has to do with our thinking. And one of them is thoughts. And then the second one is uh, thought, if, you, if thoughts left unchecked wrong thoughts left, are left unchecked, they'll create an imagination. Right. And a, a wrong imaginations left unchecked or unaddressed with the truth of God's word, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having a readiness right. to revenge all disobedience. So whenever those things are left unchecked, it'll become a stronghold. Right. Right. A stronghold is something that has a stronghold on something, somebody's mind, yeah. their, their way of thinking. It's, yeah. it's, it's held into this yeah. form that is not reality. Now, why do I say not reality? Because it mentions in that category, you know, thoughts, imaginations, and strongholds, it mentions those imaginations. What is an imagination? An imagination is something that is imagined to be true, but it's not true. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm just telling you, this is a big issue in the body of Christ. So we're going to address this tonight. What is an imagination? Imagination is something that is imagined to be so, but it's not reality. What is reality? The truth of God's Word is reality. Hallelujah. Now, these things can be present for somebody's whole life, and they I'm talking about the wrong imagination, can be present for somebody's whole life, and they're not even aware that they're there because everybody else thinks that what, what, what is, that the way you think is the way it is, and if you hang out with people who everybody else thinks it's normal to think that way, then you don't realize it's wrong thinking. So your environment can create imaginations. Right. What everybody else thinks is normal can create an imagination, wow. a false imagination, a wrong imagination. Right. Right. Yes, sir. So we're going to look at some of this tonight. Colossians chapter number one, verse one. Um, I mean, excuse me. Chapter one, verse uh, nine. And then uh, we'll go to another one in Colossians. Colossians 1.9. For this cause we also since the day we heard it do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be, get this, filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Amen. The knowledge of his will could be translated the knowledge of his covenant yes. because his will, His covenant is his will. Yeah. Amen. 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 So the knowledge of his will or knowledge of his covenant. Not trying to take it take it away from the will of God, but the covenant is the will of God. Yes. So be filled with the knowledge of his okay. Go to chapter three of Colossians, verse number ten. We're gonna go quickly here. Colossians three ten. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge. Yes. Okay, we were just reading about that, filled with the knowledge of the covenant. But, but the new man is renewed in knowledge. And what, is, what knowledge is the new man, the new creation, renewed into? After the, What image is that knowledge in? After the image of him that created him. That's the new man, the new creation. So the new creation has a new knowledge. Your spirit man knows things about you that your head hasn't caught up with yet. He knows because the Holy Ghost is in there bearing witness with him. And so when when we feed on the Word of God, which is the covenant, the Holy Ghost will guide us into this knowledge that he knows and has passed on to our spirit, and that knowledge will come up to renew our mind. The Holy Ghost is the guide into all truth. He'll tell us the truth about it. So that new knowledge... Uh that new knowledge has an image in it. Did you notice that? Three, three three ten? Renewed in knowledge after the image. The image of him that created him. There that God has knowledge in a certain image. God's knowledge of you is the right image of you. That's the way to see you. That's the truth about the matter. I mean, if you see yourself one way, and God sees yourself another way. Somebody's wrong here about this, and I'm just going to am just going to stay sided in with God. Somebody said, "I just can't. I just can't, or I don't, or I don't. I, I I I never I never have been able to do that. I never have been able to get out of debt. I never have. Well, that's the, that's false knowledge." And past experiences will create a wrong imagination. It'll create a wrong image and tell you what you, or try to tell you what you can or cannot do. And actually it's not reality. Boy, I can't wait to get to that part. Please don't slow me down tonight. I want to get to it. (laughs) All right. So get knowledge in the image of how God sees you. That's the kind of knowledge that you and I need to get. All right. James 1. I gave you uh, plenty of time to find James 1. James 1, through 25. I'm going to go real fast here. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. One of the greatest needs of believers after they get born again is get their soul saved. That's not talking about the spirit, man. That's talking about renewing of the mind and getting these wrong images out is involved in that. But be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Notice you can deceive yourself. You can think something's reality and it's not. And do you know there's only one thing that can show those things up, and that is the word of God. Oh, that's right. Amen. Be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. But be a hearer of the word, not a doer, he's like a man under he's like a man beholding. Okay. Underline hearer. Yeah. Underline beholding. Because I want you to see something about that. He's like a man beholding his natural face in the glass. He's using a natural illustration to, to illustrate his spiritual truth or a spiritual reality. He said, just like you can look into a mirror and behold yourself, he said, you can look into the mirror of God's Word and see the image God has of you. When you look in the mirror in the natural, I think it looks like, from what I can tell, looking at everybody tonight, they looked in the mirror before they came tonight. Everybody's looking pretty good. Praise God. <laughs> amen. You missed a good chance to say Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, looking pretty good, aren't I? (laughs) So when you did that, you saw an image. Somebody said, I saw myself. No, you saw an image of yourself. You saw an image of yourself. And he's saying, that's what happens when you look into the Word. You see an image of yourself. And the image you see in the Word is the right image. That's That's reality. 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 Thy Word is truth. That word, truth, means reality. So the word is reality. And now if you if you think it's not true, then somebody's wrong about it. Yeah. Remember the mirror I talk about going to the fair and seeing the mirror that makes you look like you're two feet tall and three feet wide? Yeah. That's a distorted image. Yeah. That's what a lot of people go to church and look at. They look oh. into a mirror that's all distorted. Oh. Yeah. And they say that they see themselves defeated, broke, busted, disgusted, and trying to get victory over sickness, trying to get victory. you That's the wrong image. Wrong. You understand what I'm talking about? And sometimes the devil goes to church and, and he stands behind pulpits and helps people to get the wrong image of who they really are. Uh, so James 1, he said, be, be, be a doer, not a hearer, hear only. Be, be, yes, a hearer, but not a hearer only. Uh, but be, if you don't do it, you're like a man beholding your natural face in the glass. For he beholds himself and goes his way and, and straightway forgets what manner of man he was. In other words, the image disappears. And so uh, he's, he's no longer conscious. In other words, that image is not burnt in here. It was just something that's still in the Word. God wants you to meditate on this Word until the image in here gets burnt and imprinted in here. And it lasts with you longer than while you're reading it. And it goes with you all day long. Stuff comes up and you go, that's not reality. Reality is what I saw in the Word this morning. My goodness! Now I want you to notice when it comes to spiritual things. You this might sound funny, but when it comes to spiritual things, you you see with your ears. So I just don't, I just don't see it. You got to keep listening. Why do I say you see with your ears? Because he said, "Whoever hears and doesn't do, he's like a man beholding." He's saying there that hearing is beholding. When you're listening, when you're, when you're hearing the word, you're looking into the image. You're, yeah. God, that's how God's showing you yeah. the image he has of you. Yeah. He goes his way and forgets what manner and man he was. Uh, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, poke your neighbor and say, now this is going to be you and me here. And continueth therein, being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man is blessed in his doing or in his deeds. Praise the Lord. So I wanted you to see there's an image in the word. Yes. Now go to one more verse. I'm, I'm trying to hurry here. 2 Corinthians 3.18. You're familiar with it, but just put it down. For 2 Corinthians 3.18. We all with open face, that means unveiled face, Remember the context is Moses having a veil over his face. But he said, we're not that way. We have an unveiled face. And we as beholding as in a glass, that's a mirror, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same what? There's an image in there again. Changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. In other words, this is a work of the Holy Ghost in you to paint that image on the inside of you. And I'm telling you, when you see yourself in the, in the image of God, it's glorious. Hallelujah. But you get revelation of it from glory to glory. Yes. Hallelujah. Paul liked the man he saw in Christ so much that he said, uh, he threw away all his f- fleshly pedigree, uh, a Jew, uh, uh, a Pharisee of the Pharisees, of a certain sect of the Pharisees. Yeah. The, he, he's the creme de la or the creme de, creme de, creme de whatever that whatever the thing is. He's the top. Yeah. Amen. 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 I'm just learning English. I didn't I didn't try to get to learn French, you know. But he's the top. He's the top. But he liked the man he saw in Christ so good, he said, I counted all those other things, but dung. Yeah. Woo! Glory be to God. All right, so um and then uh one more verse, and I, maybe I can just refer to it. You remember Romans four seventeen and 18. God said, I have made thee a father of many nations, who against hope he believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. So God said, I have made you something. But uh, Abraham, you need to mix your faith with what I said I've made you so that you can become what I have made you. So why does God say certain things or that he made us certain things? It's because he has an image of us that he wants us to have. The way he, when he says, I have made you something and there's more to this than just Abraham. How many of you know the Bible says he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. The Bible says there's therefore now no condemnation in Christ. Now the the condemnation will give you a wrong image of yourself. It'll tell you you're a failure. Give up. God doesn't love you anymore. It'll just it'll just lie to you. But it's not it's a wrong image. Come on, tell it. But when you read the Bible, you get the right. You see, you're the righteousness of God in Christ. There's therefore now no condemnation. I'm blessed. and I'm seated with Jesus in heavenly places. I have dominion. When the devil goes boo or things go bump in the night, the devil wants you to have an image of you being a victim. The 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 Holy Ghost wants to remind you, no, remember who who you are. Remember who you are. Remember who you Remember who you are. I remember my parents a couple of times when I was a kid, you're in Eberly. Stop that. And you know what I'm talking about? We don't do we don't act that way. <laughs> Amen. So, amen. Well, when the devil says this or that, you see, remind yourself, you're in dominion. Don't act that way. Don't, don't be a victim. All right. So, God has this image. So, why is he saying it to you? He wants you to have the image of yourself that he has of you. And so, um, you and I, that image has an identity in it. Say identity. identity. It has an identity in it. And God wants you to agree with the identity that he has of you in his word. Amen. Remember Job twenty-two twenty-one 21 in the Amplified, agree with God. Yes. Agree with God. Amen. And one of the ways you agree with him and say, yep, that's true. And you start confessing it and praising God that it's reality, Amen. that it's the truth. Yep. Put it in your mouth, mix your faith with it. Yes. That's how you agree with it. Yes. Amen. In the Bible, you see God, you see Jesus did it for a few people. You see God doing it in the Old Testament and the New Testament. God would come on the scene and he would change people's names. Saul was changed to Paul. Uh, Peter was changed to, or Cephas was changed to Peter. Uh, You just go through the Bible and you see God changing their names. God. In the Old Testament, it's not actually a name change, but it's an identity change. Uh, Gideon's out hiding out from the Midianites, and an angel shows up and said, Hail thou mighty man of valor. Yeah. Yeah. A guy hiding, he said, mighty man of valor. Yeah. 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 Come on. You know, you'd be tempted to go, who's he talking to? Somebody. <laughs> but, but he's talking to you. He'll come on the scene, and he'll talk to you and say, this is who you are. And you'll say, my family's never had anything like that. Come on. But that's not, your identity's not in your natural family. Your identity is in Christ. Yes. Praise God. And so uh, he'll, he'll do that for you. He has done that for you. He's given you a new name. He's given you, your new name is blessed. Your new name is the righteousness of God. Your new name is seated with Jesus. That's, your, that's who you are. But God wants you to accept that. And when I say accept that, I mean, agree with it. I mean, let that dominate the mental image in your mind and let it be painted on your inner consciousness. Your inner consciousness. To where it's, it's, it's reality on the inside, not just reality in the Bible. Does that make any sense? Now... Um, God can't and he won't be able to take you or I into something that we disagree with him about. If he says this and we say no, well, he can't take us into that. The way he wants to take us into things is by us agreeing with it. Say, yep, that's true. The devil said, you know that's not true. Look at your sorry self. Remember just, just yesterday, you blah, 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 and he's trying to bring up your past. Amen. Look at you. Look at you. boy. he's trying to get you to see yourself in the flesh. That's the image Satan wants you to have of yourself in the flesh. We'll get to that too. Boy, I hope you got a lot of time tonight. And so uh, if, if you and I will accept how God sees us, then he can direct us into things. But that's the first step and we have to accept it. Amen. Um, and this is true about finances. All right. This is true about the authority of the believer. This is true about living free from condemnation. Yeah. Amen. It's true about um, having things that you, you and your family has never had financially, or or, or and other things, or or maybe everybody, <laughs> you know, every, you know, uncles and and uh, grandpa and everybody else they died of cancer, uh-huh. and the devil says, well, that's your family, that's you. Your cancer, you know, your if that runs in your family. That's the damage. There is the image that the devil's trying yes. to put inside yes. of you. Yes. He's trying to get you to accept exactly. that. Come on. That's so good. Does that make any sense? And so, um, the the thing God wants you to do is renew that yes. or re or change the image. People say it's an inner picture you have of yourself. That's fine, too. You need, to be see, you need to see, and I need to see things on the inside. In fact, let me rephrase that. We all do see things certain ways on the inside. It just needs to be in the right image. That's just the way God created us. We have a, an image, uh, let's put it this way, imagination, I- imagination. <laughs> Imag- we have an ability to see. Our In fact, we're all seeing ourselves certain ways. You know, we might see ourselves compared to somebody else and say, well, they're that and I'm this. Yeah, come on. Yeah, they're, they're, they're this and I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Or they're favored and I'm not. Yeah. Or they're blessed and I'm not. Come on. That's an image. That's a, that's a, that's a Amen. That's yeah. Now, I don't know if this show's still on and I don't, I don't even know if it's holy. So don't, 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 don't come to me afterwards <laughs> and say, <laughs> I, it's, been so, it's been years since I've seen it. But there used to be a show on called The Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. I don't know if that's still on. And, and, and the more I got my mind renewed, I stopped and watched that. I said, hey, I want to I I hear about people like me. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Come on, Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yes,
1: Why'd you laugh?
0: Come on. Huh? Come on. See, people don't identify with that. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I've heard ministers say, I won't have so-and-so in. Nobody can identify with where he's walking. I'm like, well, these are the very one I want to have in because I, I want to learn to think like he thinks. Amen. 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 Well, this is Iowa. An image, that's your image, that's your image. Your image has been formed by Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> well, praise the Lord. This is true about finances. It's true about your, the, the message of dominion. It's true about living free from condemnation. The devil can say, you are rotten. You are sorry. God doesn't love you. You've missed it so many times. Look at you. You're on your third divorce. Whatever. I'm just making stuff up. But you know what I'm talking about. And that's not reality. What about the blood? <laughs> Praise God for the blood. And so, um, but if you and I, like, let's just take the the, uh, issue of dominion, for example. If we don't agree with God's image of dominion, we're going to act like a victim around the defeated one. Mature believers have the right image of the devil. And that's why they don't talk about him all the time. They're busy talking about God and what he did. If the devil shows up, we take his head off and keep on going. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm having a good night tonight. Amen. If you have the wrong image of dominion, the devil will tread on you rather than you treading on him. Yes. So find yourself in the word like Jesus did. Remember Luke 4? Jesus said, uh, he opened the book, said the spirit of the Lord's is on me. He's in on me. You know, he's reading from the word. He's reading from the Old Testament. He found himself in the word. Right. Find yourself in the word. Amen. This is God's family photo album right here. Look for yourself. Just like you do when somebody takes a family picture, the first person you look for is yourself, right? Yeah. When you look for your, when you look, you don't look for your, oh, look how good mama looks or look oh, how good right? aunt Sue looks. You don't, Come on, you look for yourself. You. Yes. Yes. you vain person, you. <laughs> we all do it. Come on. You know, did I, did I clean the egg off my face? I mean, how's that? <laughs> But see, that, that's the way you need to look at the word. Yes, you're looking for Jesus. I, don't misunderstand me. I'm not minimizing that. You're looking to see him. You're looking to see God. You're looking to see... But you look to see yourself. God's, God's painted... This is his family photo album. Pictures of you all through here. When you read Ephesians 1, verse number... What is that? Three? He's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Don't go, I wonder who, who he's talking about. No. no talking. That's you that's there to create that image in the inside of you. Praise the Lord. Words paint pictures. You might've seen a picture of our aircraft. I'm talking about the ministry's aircraft, not ours, but you might've seen a picture of it. But if I, if you hadn't seen a picture of it, but if I described it, you could walk down to the Monticello airport and say, right there it is. How'd you know it? Words, words. That's how God's, that's why God gave you words. His word is him painting a picture of you so that you can see yourself. You can look in the mirror and see yourself, and I'm talking about the physical mirror, and and remember of all your past and say, God's talking about somebody else there. But but God wants you to know this is you. Anyway, so um, we're getting to something here I really want to share with you. And so um, this is what renewing the mind is all about. This is something that's a daily activity of the believer to guard what we're thinking, guard what we're allowing on the inside, and cast down imaginations, take thoughts captive, because it can't become an imagination or a stronghold if you'll deal with it in the realm of thoughts. Deal with it before it gets any stronger than just a thought. And so um, uh, that's, 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 you know, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5, about casting down those things. Now, um, there are things about you that sense knowledge won't tell you. Did you hear that? There are things about you and things about me that sense knowledge won't tell us. Only revelation will tell us. Revelation is what, what is revealed by the Holy Spirit through the Word. That's what revelation is. And revelation has an image in it. As soon as you see it, as soon as, as soon as, let's put it this way, as soon as it's revealed, you'll say, I see it. Well, what'd you see? Well, see, but you weren't talking about these eyes. If I could, if I could imprint on you the, the importance of this when it comes to faith, revelation is actually the blueprint that faith builds a life from. Without the blueprint, without the image, there is never going to be anything else in your life other than what you're experiencing. Right. Right. Everything God does He does from the inside out. Yes. Yep. That's, right. Come on. That's why it's important to guard what you're hearing on the news, yes. because whatever you're hearing is going to create an image. Yes, sir. Yes. Amen. It's Absolutely. all the truth. Come on. Come on. Now some images, um, some images are formed by past experiences. If it's always been hard, then that will try to get on the inside of you and destroy the, st- destroy the image of God's free-flowing supply into your life. That's, the, that's exactly what the devil wants to do. He doesn't just want life to be hard. He wants that hardness to form an image or, let's say, an imagination. When I came into the phase we're in right now, and some of you have been watching, some things have been happening. When we came into it, can I tell you what the Lord t- told me about it beforehand? Yeah. I might have shared this before. I think I'd shared maybe briefly or in passing or something like that. This is what the Holy Spirit said to me. Don't let, this was uh, quite a number of months ago, probably more than a year ago. He said, don't let the way things have flowed in the past dis- determine your expectation of how it's going to be in this new phase. He was telling me what's available in this new phase. Amen. But he was also telling me I could hinder it by hard thinking. Yes. <coughs> Preaching all right tonight. Yes. So he's warning me not to allow the past, the way it's been in the past, to create an imagination or to bring that imagination into this new phase. He says it's all going to be different. Praise, God. Praise the Lord. And so uh, he told me, that there's several things he's told me. I haven't maybe said a lot about it, but he told me you're going to be operating on a new level of favor. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see that, the, the, yeah. the favor we've had in the body of yeah. Christ. and ministries helping us and so forth yeah. and so on. Um, he said there's going to be where you've had 10,000 come in, now there's going to be 100,000 coming in. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. So that imagination Ooh, is something that I am feeding into yes. my, so into my thinking, into my mentality. I'm not, I'm not saying, well, we, you know, it's always been this way. No, it's like everything's new, new level, new place. Guess what? You can go there too with me. Hallelujah. The devil wants to hold us in hard thinking. But, uh, you know, if we, if we will deal with him in the realm of what I'm talking about, the, um, he won't be able to, what, what, in other words, the inside is what's creating the outside. Does that make any sense? In other words, the way we think, remember the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The way we think, the way we believe, yes. the mentality we walk around yes. with, yes. the image we have of ourselves on the inside, yes. that's what's, what's, what's creating the outside. Amen. Right. Yes. Amen. Yes. Maybe not just for a day, but yes. that, that over a period of time. Yes. 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 Amen. Right. Amen? And, and uh, we can't just accept things because it's the way it's always been. If the word says it's not supposed to be that way... <laughs> We should be looking at this and go, I am not accepting an expect. I'm not going to allow an expectation. I'm not going to allow the pastor to create an expectation of it being that way going forward. You know, if you have an expectation of nothing being any different than the way it's always been, then you'll get out. In fact, you'll barely get out of bed. You'll crawl out of bed. You'll, 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 you'll... but if you have an expectation that something good is going to happen to me today, it'll get you out of bed without your coffee. <laughs> I'm not preaching against coffee. I'm just, I'm just having fun. Hallelujah. 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 This really that I'm talking about tonight, this is one of the main areas, arenas in which you fight the good fight of faith. You've got to fight and not allow what other, other people's thinking, the way they talk, the way they, what they call normal. Amen. That, that, that's not going to... You have to guard against that. I have to guard against that. There's a constant downward pull of the flow of, the f- of those walking in the flesh and those with an unrenewed mind. They, they're, they're, on a, they're, they're, on, they're on a level that, and their thinking tries to pull you down to their level. I refuse to be pulled down to other people's level. I didn't say I don't love them. I didn't say I don't, I don't love them and minister to them. It's just that I refuse to think the way they think. Yes, sir amen. So I've got to hold myself out of that and fight the good fight of faith. Brother Hagin used to say fighting the good fight of faith means you hold the devil in the arena of faith. Don't let him pull you into the arena of the sense knowledge, doubt, and things like that. That makes sense, doesn't it? And so he's offering you thoughts, but so is heaven. Choose which ones you're going you're gonna to, accept. And uh, those thoughts will create mental images, they will create mentalities, and it'll dominate, it'll create an image on the inside. And, and, and I always say it'll, it'll paint a picture on your inner consciousness. And so uh, those things, whatever gets into you will start dominating your life and, and affect which direction your life goes. Now, um, this is why praying in tongues is also important because when you're praying in tongues, the Holy Ghost is getting his paintbrush out, dipping it into the realities of the Word of God and painting it on your spirit. You're, you're speaking the image. There's been quite a number of times I've to interpreted part of what my tongue was. And I, I've thought recently how interesting it is. It's, it's not always just revelation knowledge whenever I interpret. It's, I'm just saying what, what, who God has made me so many times. Amen. Amen. Remember whenever they heard him speak with tongues on the day of Pentecost? They said, we do hear them speak in our own tongues. Remember different people from different places heard them speak in their own their own tongue. and then We hear them speaking in the tongues. The wonderful, notice what they were saying in tongues. The wonderful works of God. Well, how many of you know you're part of those wonderful works of God? That new creation is a part of the wonderful works of God. And I found myself interpreting that sometimes when I'm praying in tongues. And I'm amazed because I'm just talking about the in Christ realities. (laughs) Praise God. And it brought that, it made it more real to me. I wish I could open people's spirits and put deposit revelation into their spirits. But I can't do that. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. Amen. So we, that's why we pray for one another. Lord, give people the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Praying in tongues is part of them getting that. Meditating on the word of God, of course, it reinforces the, uh, the, the image. And praise also reinforces that image. So when you're praying in tongues, you're speaking that. Now, um, there, are things, there are things that I, and maybe this sounds natural, but, but there are things that I, let me say it th- let me just use an illustration. Um, one of the reasons that I don't dress down, especially in public, I mean, at home, you know, you're yeah. just lounging, but I'm talking about in public, is because I don't want to reinforce a wrong image inside of me. You know what I'm talking about? Does that make any sense? Um, And one of the reasons I don't dress down in ministry, when I say dress down, I'm talking sloppy, you know, kind of thing, is because I don't want to reinforce the image that my message is common. So there are things that Pastor Debbie and I do that that well, we just keep ourselves surrounded with certain things yeah. that reinforces the right image. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And you should do that. Yes, sir. Amen. 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 Even if you don't have a and this is just pastoral, good, good, good just good, good advice. Yeah. Even if you don't have a real nice car, it's not about having a nice car. But even if you, even if you have a, you know, we used to call them jalopies. I don't know. What, <laughs> is that a word you've used growing up? Even if you have what you call a jalopy, I mean, shine that thing up. Yeah. Keep those hubcaps. I don't even have hubcaps anymore. But anyway, keep those, keep those wheels all shined up. Amen. Yes. Woo! Glory. Boy, that's one glorious spot of rust right there. <laughs> I'm telling you what. <laughs> Amen. That just reinforces yes. a right mentality and a right image. Yes. Amen. 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 That's all free. I didn't plan on saying that. Now, wrong fellowship can create the wrong image. There's been people over the years that uh, I've, I've, in prayer, the Lord has um, shown me who they are in the Spirit. Now, I, I know all of us are what the Bible says we are in the Spirit, but I mean, they're calling. I've, the Lord has shown me, not everybody, but sometimes he will show me, here's what, they're, here's what my plan is for them. And I'm like, Woo, yeah, glory, glory, glory. I'm going to, and I don't tell people, this is what the Lord said. Yeah. You know, but, but I'll go and I'll just start encouraging them along a certain line. Yeah. Just start encouraging yeah. them along. Yeah. And, and sometimes, not always, but sometimes, they, 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 they don't respond to that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, don't they want it? You know, and, or, or the, are they being rebellious? Or what is it? And, and to realize, what I realized was, they don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. They see themselves in the flesh. Yeah. They see themselves as not being able to do that. Well, welcome to, welcome to my world. (laughs) Does that make any sense? And so um, sometimes they see themselves wrong because the people they hang with have a certain image of them. Bob said, no, no man after the flesh. You know, Jesus had to deal with this in his own hometown. They had, they had seen him grow up. They knew him in the natural Probably one of their sons, you know, played in the sandbox with him or whatever, you know, whatever kids do, right? They just knew him after the flesh. So when he came saying, The Spirit of the Lord's upon me, they didn't know him that way. And that's a problem sometimes. And so you need to be around people who see you after the Spirit and not just the flesh. See who you are in Christ. I'm, and we're all, you know, what the Bible says we are in Christ. But some of us have certain giftings and callings and anointings and certain treasures. Not, all of us have some sort of treasure. I'm not saying some. of, But you know what I'm talking about? And there's certain things unique to each one of us that the people we grew up with just didn't see. Right. Now, I'm not saying maybe, maybe some of them did. Maybe some of them were spiritual. But so many times they didn't see it because they were just natural. Yes, sir. They just saw Jim Bob, you know, got a high school edu- got education down there fixing cars at the mechanic shop. <laughs> when I said that, I was, remembering, I was thinking about Jerry Seville. He was, he was you know, uh, a, a painting body man. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Brother Copeland came in and saw who he was in the spirit. He's sitting there fixing one of Brother Copeland's cars. You remember that story? Yes, sir. Saw who he was in the spirit and believed that what he saw in the spirit and said, we're going to travel together. Yeah. I don't know if he told him right then, but so, at some point, we're going to travel together for the rest of our lives yeah. preaching the word of God. Yeah. Somebody saw him different than a paint and body man. Yes, yeah. The first person that saw him different than a paint and body man was God. Yep. Amen. Yes, sir. But he showed somebody else who was a spiritual person and said, I see you in Christ. I see you, you know, maybe he didn't see all the details, but going all over the world, preaching in 40 nations. Yes, amen. Offices all over the world. Come on. Hallelujah. Yeah. Now that might not be your call. We, we all have different calls. But the point is, you need to be around people who see you in yes. the spirit. Yes. And not just you know, you know, natural like like you know. Sometimes family does that. Not trying to. Not every family's that way, but you understand that 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 aspect. Yes, sir. So uh, we're getting something tonight. <clears throat> yes. Hallelujah. People who don't hang around the right people, they oftentimes will never rise into their full potential in Christ. That's good preaching, Pastor. See, this is what having a good local church is all about, having yes. spiritual people around you, a pastor somebody that knows God around you. Yes. There's people that they'll see you. They won't just know because they didn't grow up with you and don't know all your yes. natural. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But they, they, they see you in yes. God and yes. in Christ. They see giftings in you that you don't yes. see. Yeah. I, right. One of the things I thank God for the most is people that saw things in me I didn't see. Yeah. Yeah. They start pulling it out of me. I'm like... I, I, I can't, I can't. They say, yes, you can, come on. Yes, sir. I'm thinking of healing school when I say that. They believed in me in healing school. They were spiritual. They saw me in Christ. And they did more for me than anybody that would have given me $100,000 or something. Just believing in what they saw in Christ. Praise the Lord. But without that, a lot of times people just stuck in their own wrong imagination. The one formed in the dark room of condemnation or the atmosphere they grew up in. And so they get stuck in their own distorted imagination that they carry within themselves, and that image becomes a limiter on their progress with God. They have been deceived by condemnation uh, or their own critical mind. Anybody have a critical mind of yourself? Over here, maybe ask you over here. (laughs) If you're not careful, you'll be more critical. You'll be harder on yourself and God will be on yourself. And people do that with uh, New Year's resolutions. They said, to go, okay, this year, I'm not, not going to eat any pie. <laughs> and after three weeks, well, I'll just take a nibble, you know. And it, before, they, before you know it, they're back eating pie. And they're so down on themselves. And God never said that they didn't, couldn't eat pie. He's not down on them for eating pie. Come on, yeah. Come on. Now, if you don't want to, fine. But... <laughs> Praise the Lord. We'll get off of that. But um, but we can get deceived by our own critical mind, uh, and that 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 really trips us up. Now, can I tell you? I'm gonna. I, I, the Lord put it on my heart real strong. I got to end with this. A dream I had back in uh, about nine months ago. I'll tell you the context. I won't. I was working with an individual who. I knew God well let me let me kind of be general here they had had a biz, they they had failed in business real bad and 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 uh they had been very successful in business but they had failed in business and I mean hit hard hit, hit they went down and they went down hard and boy you know they, that, the, the devil wasn't just trying to rob them of what they had in business and the blessings they had in the natural realm. He was, he, he was doing what he was doing to try to get something, something a new image on the inside of them. Yeah. this man. Okay. And this man had started to get some help, but he, I, I gotta be general here. Um, God was trying to connect him up with this ministry. And so, and I knew why, because the Lord wanted to get the, 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 some things washed out of him. <clears throat> because, <clears throat> excuse me, this imagination, I like something Charles Kep said one time. He said, No uh, successful business deal has ever made a successful businessman yet. He said, no, fa- no failure in business has ever caused a man to be a failure at business. He said, What has caused a man to succeed or to fail is that success or that failure getting on the inside of him. That's powerful right there. The devil wants your past experiences to determine your future experiences or your future expectations. That's what he works on. He works on the image on the inside. Remember Brother Hagin talking about how uh, the devil kept trying, he he was telling him he was going to die. And he would have, he said he would have visions. I don't know if it was actually visions, but probably just the inward seeing of them burying him in the grave putting the dirt over his grave. Yeah. Then the, then the, uh, you know, the fall w- leaves would fall on his grave and yeah. the winter would, snow would fall over. He'd see the whole thing. Yeah. What's the devil trying to do? He's trying to get an image on yeah. the inside yes. of him. Yes. Wow. Yes. Then the spring coming and the daisies pushing up above his grave. He's trying to get an image of dying on the inside of him. Yeah. Why, why can't he just kill him? He, he's got to get the image inside of him first. Yes. Then he can kill him. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. Yeah. Wow. But only then. That's why the devil comes and said, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Why don't you ask him? Why haven't you done it yet? He can't. He's just trying to get the image on the inside of you. Anyway, so, but this man, he, I, I knew why God wanted him to connect with this ministry. He was, he was wanting to get him back into what he had in Christ, the, the blessings financially and so forth and so on. And so, so I was working with him, but boy, he just, he just was not, he, he just wasn't responding. I mean, he'd respond a little bit. Um, and, um, you know, then, uh, there'd be seasons we wouldn't have much contact with him and then he'd come back and respond. But anyway, that, that was going on. And in the, in the middle of this season, I was praying for him a lot. I knew I, was, I actually, Pastor Debbie and I both were him and him and his wife praying, Lord God, Oh Lord, you, you have so much you want to do for him. It's not about us. It's about the message we're preaching that this message will set him free. Yeah. Amen. And so we're praying for him. And in the middle of that season, I had a dream. And the dream was I was, I was standing on an, at, by an anvil, if you know what an anvil is. I was standing on it by an anvil, and the anvil had an image on the top of it. And I got this piece of silver foil. It's like, like tinfoil, but it's made out of silver. And I, I put it on the anvil, and I had this little... It wasn't a hard hammer. It was like a soft hammer. And I started pounding that... In this dream, I started pounding that foil or that image in that anvil into that foil. And in the dream, as I I pounded it in, eventually I got it in. And then I picked up the the foil and held it up to look at it. And when I did, there was a slight breeze blowing. And the slight breeze would would hit that foil while I was looking at it. And the image was there until the breeze uh, uh, kept moving it. And it disintegrated the image. The breeze caused it to, you couldn't see the image that well anymore. Does that make any sense? So I put it back down on the anvil in the dream, and I, and I pounded that image in there again. And uh, then I, I, when I got it in, I held it up again, and, and I saw the image It's there. But that breeze, again, it caught the, caught the foil, and it... And it uh, Cause the image to degrade, if you know what I mean, just couldn't see it because the, the foil going like this, it just sort of degraded the image. So I got it down there on that anvil again and I started really hitting it really. And I was trying to make it, uh, make the image uh, deeper and more permanent so that the wind wouldn't do that. So, and in the dream I'm pounding and I'm pounding and I'm pounding and I just keep on pounding and all of a sudden I woke up. When I woke up, instantly, how many of you know if the Lord's in a dream? Not all dreams are the Lord, but in this dream, instantly I knew what it was. Yes. That, that, that uh, anvil, uh, that, that, that foil was that particular man's heart and mind. The anvil that had the image on it is the image of him in Christ in the Word. Yes. The hammer uh, is the Word of God. Yes. That's actually an Old Testament verse. The Bible talks about the Word is like a hammer. Uh, the hammer is the Word of God. And the, uh, the, uh, the uh, image was the who, in Christ's realities. And the wind was the winds of doctrine that are all around. So many, so many of us come across all kinds of ideas and thinking about God and all kinds of people's opinions and so forth and so on. And... Uh, Instantly, I knew that's what the Lord was showing me. And the Lord was showing me that if, if, if he was trying to connect him with a supply in the body of Christ, that and his pastor, really, trying to connect him with somebody who, who would get that image put into him. Yes. And he was trying to get him to, to be, stay close enough yes. to be marked yes. by the truths yes. that would set him free. Yes and but but because he wasn't close enough and he listened to many other voices and he wouldn't he would you know how many of you know he's he's not coming that often just coming now and then and because he's not staying close enough and hearing the i mean just just having that word just just impression, the impression of the word, the impression of the word, the impression because he wasn't close enough and he got out there and other thinking and, and not only other people's opinions and other, but also the devil's attacking of his own, you know, against his own mind, the thoughts that come to his own mind. Because he didn't, he, he didn't spend enough time getting properly marked with the word, yes. and out there with all these other flows and other voices and other influence and so forth, the mark that we would make when he did come, it would get, it would get, it would, just dis, it would just disintegrate or whatever you call it. It'd be distorted. It wasn't there anymore. Does that make any sense? And so I knew that. I knew what the Lord was saying to me. So my goodness, you know that you just pour out yourself, your heart to God. Um, But what, what the Lord's trying, but that's not just for one man. That's for all of us. The Lord wants us to stay close enough to this message long enough that we get marked so strong that nothing can erase it. Amen. 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 I said amen. It's exactly what James 1, 23 through 25 is saying, but just a little different way of looking yeah. at it. James 1, 23, 25, we read it about the, the, uh, seeing an image in the Word of God goes his way and forgets. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. It is. Does that make any sense? Yes, Are you getting anything out of this? Yes, Your pastor can't, or this message can't, mark you deeply at a distance. Amen. If you're not staying close, just listening to his voice every now and then, then the, the marks will be erased. See, pastors deal with this all the time now. Because there's so many other voices trying to speak into the sheep's life. Now, you might think I'm saying, well, nobody, nobody should listen to anybody else. That's not what I'm saying at all. But make sure anybody else you're listening to has is, is got the same image. The reality of who you are in Christ. Make sure their mind is renewed. Amen. When We have guest speakers in here. We're going to have one Friday. Dr. Saville, Friday night. We have, I'm, I'm just saying, Dr. Saville, I've invited you in because you got the same message, the same image. And here's my hammer pound away. <laughs> Actually, he's bringing a pretty big hammer of his own. You know what I'm talking about. But I'm just doubling up with him. I'm saying, okay, bring yours and here's mine. Give, make some double whammies on this, on this church, you know, on our hearts and our minds. Boom, boom, boom. And we go out and we say, I see who I am. And it can't be erased. Praise the Lord. Thank God for the word of God. And so I believe this is a, a, a revelation for all of us to see, the, see how these things are. You and I need to stay close to the message that has set us free and really guard our hearts against the other winds of doctrine. You understand? Yes, sir. And you can't get marked being far away. Just being in church every now and then. Or kind of blending in what pastor says with what everybody else is saying. I, I, you, you, there's a lot of good people out there. But I'm just telling you, there's a lot of voices. And, and some of these voices, they'll create, you ought to read the very first page. I think it's the first page of, of uh, Brother Hagan's book, Triumphant Church. Because he said, you got to decide who you are. Are you the victorious church? Are you the defeated church? Are you the warring church? Which, which church are we? Come on. Yes. And these other voices sometimes, they're warring. Yes, sir. That's right. Some of them are just de- flat defeated, yes. but a lot of them are warring. We got a battle. Yes. No, we're already seated with Jesus Amen. far above. Absolutely. <laughs> praise God. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen. And so uh, it's your job to lay down on the anvil, not the pastor's job to put you on the anvil. It's your job to turn away from others' voices, yes. religious ideas, yes. and, and yes. people that claim to have a vision every Thursday afternoon oh, yes. oh. or whatever. Oh, my. <laughs> Am I making any sense? Yes, yes. Praise God for the word. Hallelujah. And so um, Jesus, the, the disciples that stayed the closest to Jesus, after Jesus had left, they said they saw the boldness of Peter and John and they, they took note of them that they had been with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that, what I'm talking about. Jesus had made his mark so, so strong on them that people thought of Jesus when they saw him. Amen. Amen. It ought to be that people go, oh, oh, you go down there to the Spirit of Faith Family Church. Yeah, yeah, you know who you are in Christ. Amen. Amen. Some people don't want to be identified. I want to be identified. I want to be identified. So praise God. Stand up with me. You understand I'm not saying don't listen to anybody else. That's that's not right either. But make sure it's in line with the diet that you get here about who you are in Christ. And it has that revelation real strong. Amen. Praise the Lord. If we, if we mention them and hear us talking about them, they could, they're, they're probably a place to get good food. If we'd never mention them, you might want to check up on whether they're a place to get good food. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so um, allow somebody to imprint your life. Guard the voices you're listening to. That's you and my's job. Well, I'm just curious. You ever heard curiosity killed the cat? It'll also kill your faith. Because just one little statement can be said that gets in. And it's like, eh, that, 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 that didn't help me at all. Didn't help me at all. Amen. Praise God. Father, in fact, lift up your hands. Father, we, we come tonight and we thank you for the truths we've heard. Thank you for the responsibility we've heard that we have to guard our hearts Thank you, Father God, for the plan you have to renew our minds. We thank you, Father God, for how you see us. Thank you, Father God, for teaching us right fellowship, right associations. Lord, we love everyone in the body of Christ. We're not talking about that. We're talking about fellowship. We're talking about letting people speak into our lives. Form our spirits with what they say. Thank you, Father, for showing us how to walk in victory, teaching us diligence, teaching us how to guard our heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Father, we, we, we believe you together tonight for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, the accurate, the true, accurate, full knowledge of you. In Jesus' name, that we would know the hope of your calling, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened to this the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, your great power towards us when it raised Jesus and us from the dead. Hallelujah. Father, we want to see truth and reality. And we thank you, Father, for the utterance of these things tonight. Lord, We any of us that found ourselves needing to correct anything, we just we just correct what we need to correct tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for it. We thank you, Father, that we're Progressing, We're, we're not going to stagnate where we are. We're going to keep on progressing. Hallelujah. And we give you all the praise for it in Jesus' name. Say amen if you can. Amen. amen. How many of you know narrow is the way? Straight is the gate. Narrow is the way that leads to life. Somebody said, well, I'm just open to this and open to that. Uh, narrow is the way. Narrow is the way. Broad is the way that leads to death. So there's not a there's not a broad uh, there shouldn't be a broad diet. You understand? Just just where did God put us? Where, where's our connection? Where's our camp? Where did where 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 do we get fed? Yeah. Amen. 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 Um, praise the Lord. So Hallelujah. thank God for the Word. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I'll tell you, guard guard. You mean you know, guard your associations. We didn't have time to get into it like I wanted to. But guard your associations and, and past experiences. Make sure that's not forming your expectation of the future. That'll help you a whole, that one right there will help you a whole lot. That one, I, I actually, Pastor Nancy made that statement. She said, uh, the, the worst, I don't remember how exactly she said it, the worst enemy to your, the future God has for you is your past. Something of that nature. You remember that? Well, what she's saying is letting that past, the past form your expectations of the future. Let's guard against it. What do you say? It's called a good fight of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor before you go and say, thank God for the truth of God's word. That image is being printed in our hearts and minds. And we're, we welcome that. It's our true it's, it's our freedom It's our liberty, it's our, liberty. It's, our it's our victory And we guard our hearts together, our hearts together. In Jesus name Amen